Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Cat and Tully. In this podcast, we dive into conscious relationship, journeying through parenthood, and all things lifestyle creation. So join us in creating your own new normal as we share our stories and talk with some incredible leaders in their field. Thanks for being here, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, hello. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. This is a bit fun. First podcast ever together. Yeah. We've actually been talking about this um, for almost years, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then life just kept happening and we would go into waves of being super inspired to podcast together and then super inspired to podcast separately and then I just never set up my own podcast and Tully mm. did which is a great podcast if you want to go listen to it. Just Conscious give Locker you a Room, shout out. Cheeky plug right Shameless here. plug. <laughs> so we're just sitting here on the couch with a big mug of cacao and our little baby rat. Little man's asleep. He's sleeping If you're right watching on YouTube, he's just out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> and um, who knows, he might need to be fed and stuff throughout this podcast, but that's kind of what we want is we want to just show you guys conversations mm. that we're having in our real life. Um, discussions that we have and we want to make it really real so there will be probably minimal editing with this sort of <laughs> thing um, and Rafi's gonna likely be a part of most podcasts because he's <laughs> a part of our life all day every day um, and so we're just super stoked that you guys are here and want to listen and join in on our journey mm, yeah really excited like like you said we've been playing with the idea and then it was almost like the thought of the commitment to the podcast was what kept us yeah. kept us back, like the long term. And then we were just like yeah, last night. It was yeah, it was last night. We we're like, we should do a podcast. Fuck it, let's um, do the podcast in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to kick into things. Our intention is definitely for it to just be fun, just a relaxed yeah. discussion. Like I'm literally here in my trackies on our couch. Mm. Um, we are videoing it for anyone on YouTube. Hey YouTube. Hey guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today's podcast and mm. we wanted to kick off the episodes with this one because it's a like it's a massive topic it's been a massive part of our lives it's something that we get asked about all the time mm. well i know i definitely do um yeah you probably more than me <laughs> yeah I, I would say so but also it's just been such a great experience mm. for us and it yeah. shares quite a lot about us as well so we're not going to do like an intro podcast who are we what are we about thing mm. i think you'll just get a vibe for that as you listen to yeah you know our series episodes however this is gonna look yeah um but yeah so today's episode is on conscious conception mm. and our journey to make our little baby son raffi and kind of, we'll, I guess we'll start right from the start. And we're just going to be sharing our experience with this. Yeah, our experience, our journey. Um, huge disclaimer, we're not doctors. We're not conscious conception specialists. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just going to share our journey, things that worked well for us. Um, and then either now or at the end, Cat will include the details of some people that do work in this field that yeah. if you want the specific deets and you want to work closely with um, people, then then go and hit them up. Yeah, totally. Because, yeah, it, it can look so different for everyone and yeah. everyone's got such a different journey. You know, if you're going down the path of adoption or IVF or surrogacy or, you know, like that's going to be a completely different experience, but also mm. can definitely still use a lot of what we talk about today, to be honest. Um, so we're just going to be talking about um, con uh, naturally conceiving mm. um, our son, Rafi. So... Where do we begin? At the beginning. At the beginning. So I think it probably starts, well, it starts early for both of us. Like you were wanting to, you I knew I wanted to be a dad. Preparing yourself for fatherhood for years and probably more from a um, business and lifestyle, lifestyle standpoint. Yeah, yeah, hey? yeah. yeah, for sure. Like from when I was maybe 25 and even earlier thinking about it, like what lifestyle did I want to have when I had kids because i love to travel it was like what i spent most of my time energy and money on in my early 20s and i was i knew i wanted to be able to maintain that um when i had a family mm. and so i was working as a physio at the time um and i enjoyed the job but every time if you're working as a physio in private practice every time you'd go away 
and then you'd come back, you'd have to kind of start up again. So, I'd kind of been prepping. I, w- I didn't call it conscious conception <laughs> then. <laughs> uh, more like, yeah, just lifestyle um, creation or, or whatever title you want to put on it. But it'd been, yeah, in my mind and in my awareness for, for a while, like long, long before we met. Mm, it was actually really cool the other day. Um, Tal came across an old uh, iPad yeah. and saved in the notes. Literally, I think it was what, like 2013? No, 2015. 2015. He'd written... Um, essentially his intention for you know the next five ten years and he had such a moment it was really beautiful to watch actually because he just really read it and just had this really emotional moment of holy fuck i've i've created that i did it i I did it like (laughs) my intentions that i'd you know being able to work from home and being able to be present father here Mm. um a present husband being able to be impactful and actually help out men and people with their well-being and just yeah, it was kind of like a real big full circle moment for you, wasn't mm, it? Yeah, I'll do a video, maybe even a podcast yeah, about with it more soon, detail. I think. Totally, yeah. So for me, my conscious conception journey, well, I've always been very maternal. For anyone who's new here, I'm the eldest of seven kids. So mm. I've got <laughs> that um, being responsible and feeling like I need to look after everyone kind of like inbuilt into mm. my system, but also just really maternal. Like every two years, there was a newborn baby in the family. I understood children. I understood babies and I understood uh, like to some extent raising children really. Like I watched my mom very closely and, and there were lots of opportunities where I had to be the one to step up and, and do that myself. So um, children had always been like a passion of mine. And I knew, um, you know, when I was really young, I watched my mom have a baby at 15 and I was like, mm, yeah, I want to be a young mom. Like, like I, I really wanted to be a young mom. And the interesting... And how many kids did you want initially? Initially, I wanted 12. <laughs> <laughs> then I watched my mom have her last baby and I was like, oh, okay, mm, let's back it up to so four. So, you, you were present for that birth. Yeah. Yeah. Watched her come out. That was awesome. Um, really special. If you ever get an opportunity to watch a birth in your life, hmm. do it. We'll, we'll probably um, do a bit of a birth series at some stage as well. Mm. I guess this is kind of part of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, where we share a bit more about our birth and also Tully's experience, which would be really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, so 12 kids down to four after watching <laughs> birth. Still now after ha- giving birth, I don't know. I'm not sure how many we're <laughs> going to end up with, but um, very maternal and wanted to be a young mom. And I also knew that I wanted to be able to build like a business and a career mm. alongside motherhood. And so a big part of my motivation was always to be like, why not both? And how can I balance motherhood and business in ways that both are able to thrive and feel nourishing rather than feeling like I had to sacrifice one for the other? Mm. Um, and you also knew that being a mum would be a huge part of your purpose and therefore yeah, business is totally. moving forward as well. Yeah, I like in my gut instincts and my intuition, I was like, yeah. Like when I become a mum, that's when like Things my will life kick starts off. basically. <laughs> Yeah, cue impatience and (laughs) knock me up ASAP. (laughs) Knock me up ASAP. Um, So basically when I was 18, I started learning about um, spirit babies and Mm. I started having really strong connection with the soul of my future baby. And I would dream about giving birth and I would dream of, like I literally woke up one morning to contractions in my body and I wasn't pregnant. And I was giving birth in my dream and I, I woke up to a contraction. It was really... Did it feel, uh, now that you've had contractions, did it, did it feel similar? Somewhat similar to maybe early contractions. Okay. Yeah, yeah may, not, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not the end. Um, so, that was really special to be learning about spirit babies and spirit baby connections. So I knew that there was a baby hanging around and I knew that... Um, well, I thought, I guess I was open to them coming in whenever. So, with like ex-partners ex-partner i was open to it but i trusted very deeply like extremely deeply i'm like it won't happen unless it's right and unless this is the father that the baby chooses it just won't happen and um you know i'm not going to go and recommend that to everybody but for me in my life like that level of trust has been a really normal thing for me so um and it didn't happen and i i know why now and at the time i was probably a bit like oh bit bummed about it but then when I met Tull or actually Tully and I I met Tull when I was 16 Tully was mm, 24 that would be a separate that's podcast that's a whole another podcast but 
we didn't get together then, by the way. We were just friends, loosely friends, acquaintances. Yeah. Um, connected on Facebook. So when we re-met when I was 19 and how old are you when I was 19? 26, 27? Mm, yeah, 27. 27, yeah. yeah. Um, we re-met at an event and I remember um, hugging Tully and I had this hit that just like hit me smack in the the brain, the intuition. Ovaries? The mix. Ovaries, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hit me smack in the ovaries. Um, and it was, this is your, this is the father of your children. I want to say this is your baby daddy, but it, it wasn't that um, mm. in my mind. So that was a bit like, oh shit. Mm. Okay. Like, cause I was curious about Tal, but I wasn't really like looking for anything serious at that time. So to hear that in my mind and in my gut was it like a little bit confronting but more so exciting mm. i think i was like you finally, played it pretty cool yes like, <laughs> i found him yeah 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 <laughs> yeah no you did you played it pretty cool but until, um, until like a month in i'm like come on yeah no it wasn't even that and then we kind of like started seeing each other and then we officially officially we became official again we'll, we'll share our story as a, a separate podcast but <laughs> even then in bali um, a friend of ours, Chels, who's pretty, pretty tapped in. Even ah, uh, she asked you if you were pregnant, didn't she? Because um, she was like, "There's a baby. There's a there's a little boy floating around." Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I was you. like, "Well, we need to, we like, need to lock this down. Like, yeah, we need to be careful." There's a spirit, like a little boy, f- flying around, cat, and, um, and just make sure that your relationship is solid and give it a bit more time before allowing anyone to come through Mm. and that was music to my ears (laughs) i was like cluck town since i was 16 so that was Mm. awesome um but yeah we kind of i guess i I guess these all these things were just planting seeds yeah they were planting seeds towards our conscious conception journey which at the time like none of this was conscious conception but they were planting big seeds and i guess for some of you this podcast will probably plant a seed Mm. especially if you're a while away from having kids um but yeah, so then once once we got together, I started experiencing a uh, element of I guess grief every time I would bleed. And kind of this longing Was that from the beginning? You didn't really um, share that with me. It, no, it was probably once we started getting into our relationship. Once babies were actually an option. Once the the conversation was open. And once I had been honest with you and said like I want kids young, then Every time I would bleed. Was that down south? Was that in the shack? Nah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe around, around then. then. Yeah. Um, yes, every time I would bleed, I, I would feel just this longing and this sadness and this yearning for, for a baby. And it kind of felt like I was missing a child I, I hadn't had yet. And it was this really confusing emotion for me because um, I think I just had a lot of shame around it, to be honest. Like most people... Uh, weren't advocating for having kids young and, mm. and I didn't know many young women my age who were in the same boat as me with the same sort of perspective as I had who were wanting kids young and Tull also, like you weren't really ready at that moment either. So there was this weird shame or guilt around like wanting a baby so badly but feeling like it was going against what I had been taught was um, the correct way to kind of do life uh, to mm. an extent. Um and so, the the way that we kind of brought up the conscious conception conversation between us was definitely a, um, we just had a lot of, res- I think, respect for each other's journey. Mm, and why it couldn't not come up because of how impacted you were month to month. Yeah. You know, like true. it was really present in you, so it couldn't not be talked about really. Um, and then, yeah, initially... Because we, Kat was like, put a baby in me now. And I was like, <laughs> hell no, at that point. I felt like I was fucking begging. You can imagine <laughs> that there's room for conflict there, you know? So, and initially it was um, maybe not tense, but we weren't really on the same page initially. It was like still loving and stuff, but it was like, we weren't really speaking the same language. And I think a real shift in my perspective, because I, I didn't feel like I was ready. We just moved down south. I just left part-time work. Still, this was three and a half years ago, self-employed, like still getting the biz. So there was that kind of money thing. But then I also didn't feel like we were ready yet. I felt like we were still navigating stuff. Um, 
And so because of that, I tried to make that right and you wrong. And you were trying to make you, you right and How me wrong. Yeah, you not be ready for us offspring. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, babies won't cost anything. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All these. <laughs> we found out they do. They don't cost much. <laughs> okay. Unless um, you want a home birth. Then, yeah. Then that's a little bit oh, of a like, Let's just but scroll actually, back here, through the online shopping. Here's a point that I really need to make. <laughs> to, to be fair. Here's a point. I re- okay. Firstly, Tully. Online shopping. That's a passion. That wasn't necessity. Okay. Babies don't You don't have to buy any clothes. You'll get given all the clothes <laughs> next minute. So, but a point I did want to make is that we spend so much money on things like buying a new car. We spend so much money on a wedding. We spend so much money mm. on education and all these things and we prepare for them and we, we make them a thing in our life and then we just have a baby and there's no... Uh, people don't invest in having children unless maybe they're going down the path of like IVF, then obviously there's an investment Huge there. Investment. But a lot of the time people just decide, hey, let's have a baby and they just do it. Or they don't think about, okay, do we want to invest in pregnancy? Do we want to invest in birth? Do we want to invest in our postpartum? And so and I don't think babies have to cost much, but you can choose to invest in them and it's a very worthy investment. And so mm. we chose to invest in our birth and we, we chose to do a home birth and we chose to uh, invest in our postpartum and invest in our pregnancy itself. But mm. like that's it's just uh, each to their own type of thing. Yeah, exactly. And like we said at the beginning, there's no judgment. There's no right or wrong way mm. to do this. Um, this is just how we've gone about it and how we've chosen to navigate it. Um, but <laughs> it, did he stir? Oh, just a little bit. Um, so... Yeah, back to the love shack. So when we first moved down south, we started having the conversation. A real significant shift was for me personally, like I realized because it was uncomfortable, like watching you like navigate that sort of grief essentially every month made me uncomfortable because I felt like I was almost causing it in some way. And you know what though? That was probably projected. (laughs) I was feeling somewhat resentful as well because I was like, you could change this yeah. and you're choosing not to. Yeah. And like when there was an element that was like, <laughs> if you could see me in this much pain, why the f- why wouldn't you want to... And the rebel in you that doesn't like being controlled felt like you were, maybe there was a bit of... Oh. Yeah, so it was, was, it was a lot. I was ready to get the postman in. It, it was a lot. Yeah, oh, surprise. <laughs> um, but I think what... When I stopped, I recognized Kat's experience is fair enough and my experience is fair enough. Yeah. And we started to communicate at that level and I didn't judge that and I actually had empathy for what you were going through but still stood strong in what I could feel to be true for me and what I could feel to be true for us and I trusted that totally like we definitely came into a place of uh deep respect for each other's journey so you never made me feel like I shouldn't be feeling what I was feeling Mm. and that way I felt free to feel what I was feeling I felt free to be frustrated or angry or grieving and sad and our agreement was that I just wouldn't project that all over you basically mm. but I could feel as much as I wanted and I could have days where I was upset or mm. crying or whatever yeah and in the thick of it like hormones are a legit thing yes. like in the thick of it I just learned really quickly that things that were said if they were said on those couple of days like that it's not that they weren't real I was honoring your experience but I wasn't attaching they were definitely an in the moment experience exactly yeah. and then a few days later you're like okay we're cool. good. We're so good. learning yeah. to ride those waves, not take things personally mm-hmm. in and amongst that, but still creating really healthy dialogue. Totally. And then I would allow, like I just came to peace with, okay, like if I lean out instead of leaning so far in, if I lean out, then maybe it'll be a bit more like a seesaw and we can come to a space of balance rather than me feeling so intensely and you not feeling ready. And so then because you allowed me to feel the things I needed to feel without judging me for it, and I could feel that because I could feel if you were judging me like without saying anything, right? <laughs> like I'm sensitive. Um, mm. But you weren't judging me. You were just like, it's so okay to feel that. And like literally I would cry sometimes making love mm. and you would just hold me and it would just be so okay. Mm. And so because of that freedom with emotion and because I would just let you be not ready and that was okay all of a sudden, <laughs> Um, I feel like that just dissolved so much of this like almost like karmic charge mm. that was happening that all of a sudden 
you got more and more ready. And all of a sudden, that yearning that I was feeling every month started to dissolve as mm. well. And we also, um, I, I think, I don't know if you did, but I had a couple of kinesiology sessions regarding fertility and no, that sort of thing I, I to just clear anything that had kind of been happening, I guess more on an energetic level, uh, you know, going into like past lives and that sort of thing, like karmic stuff, because I was definitely carrying a lot of that through to this Mm. like lifetime and really experiencing that in my body still. Mm. So once a lot of that was cleared, that helped release the charge between us. Yeah, that was actually significant. significant, Shout out to Mel. Yeah, (laughs) shout out to our kinesiologist. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the conversation's now been coming up. We're feeling way better about it by this point. And... We hadn't yet discussed a conscious conception um, baby prep plan before conceiving. Yeah, like at this point, we neither have said used the words conscious conception. No. Do you know like... I used it in my head. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well, well, there hadn't been a, a discussion. <laughs> yeah. So And so, we, we knew now that babies could potentially be on the cards at some stage. It felt good for them to be on the cards. Um, one thing that we did do about a year before we conceived is we sat down one night and we kind of had a little ceremony together where we wrote down all of our fears to do with coming to do with becoming parents, mm. to do with my ability to be a good mother, Tally's ability to be a good father. What does a good mum or a good dad even mean? Mm-hmm. Our ability to provide for a family, our ability to feel free within, you know, creating families because that's, you know, often fear is I'm going to lose my freedom. I won't have any time. Can I provide financially? Uh, am I even going to be a good parent? So we really like delved into all of these fears and we wrote them all down and we actually sat in the bedroom one night and just burnt them in a pot. Mm. We got a big saucer out from the kitchen and we burnt each fear in a very present way with each other read them out to each other and would burn them and that was a really beautiful process yeah even just voicing them yeah voicing to each them other was, totally um it's amazing what you don't and i've had a, i've spoken to a couple of people that i know are um at in the moment conceiving yeah like they're in that process and they haven't done this yeah and then it just triggered how pivotal that actually was Mm -hmm. for us because it's amazing what we kind of hold on to not wanting to voice it yeah because of the shame yeah yeah and so like if you take anything away from this podcast guys (laughs) it's to really be able to witness each other's journey without judgment Mm. and to um be able to process your own emotion whether that be sadness guilt resentment and also like guilt if, if you're the one who's not ready as well, right? Because sometimes that comes up or um, wh- whatever it is, fear. Mm. And to be able to be present with your own emotion without judging your own and without judging your partner's. And that's how you dissolve the charge so that you can actually move through it into something else. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, so we burnt our fears that night. Mm. And then we also that night wrote a letter each to our future child. Mm. And that was the first time Tully had ever done that. What what was that kind of like for you? Yeah, it was cool. Like that whole experience was really um, the fear thing and voicing it. And I'll speak to that in, uh, more in a sec. And then the letter, it allowed me to, it, it shifted. Like as I think naturally we are, like we look for potential threats. What could go wrong? What could potentially be bad kind of thing? Like that's as humans with a negativity bias, that's kind of what we're doing. Mm. And that process voiced the fears, sort of let go of the fears a bit. And then the letter allowed excitement to come in. Yeah. And that that shift was, um, yeah, because I was like, oh, I was focusing on the life. Like I was focusing on Rafi, the little man, rather than what could potentially not work out. Yeah. And, and so instead of what you're letting go of and what you have to leave behind, you're actually thinking about what you're going to gain. Yeah. And so it was it was it, it was just an equalizer. Mm. It became sort of neutral then, yeah, yeah, yeah. not charged either way, you know. And so that was yeah, that was a really cool experience. And the fear thing was around and I wrote a post about this um a little while back that was re- received really well around like I need to be financially set up to have a have a child. Yeah. And cuz we weren't when we were started talking about conceiving and being like, okay, we're ready to do it. At that point in time, I wouldn't say we were. 
No. But I just started to try. I, was, I just started to choose a new story. I just mm-hmm. trusted myself that nine months is a fairly decent amount of time. <laughs> it goes quick, but you know we'll be able to get <laughs> um, get some stuff sorted in that amount of time. And I just kind of, I just knew we'd be. I just started to shift into a place of trusting, um, and and asking questions yeah. that would what would it look like to be set up and, and rather than focusing on the fear of not being set yeah, up. Totally. Um, like actually working towards a goal, right? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And having a, a vision. And we also discussed like how would we want our life to look? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So that was, yeah, that was really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then. Well, after that, we kind of like very loosely opened up. I think I like maybe peer pressured you a little bit. Um, no, I wasn't. No, no. Like I, this was an interesting one. And, but when and I say opened a, up, I mean opened up to the, you know, we weren't using protection anymore. Yes. We were making love whenever during yeah. the month. Um, yeah. We weren't actively like trying to conceive, but yeah. we were completely open to it happening. Yeah. yeah. So not super intentional. Just like. Locate. I knew when I was ovulating. I'm like, come here, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely noticed patterns. Um, but with that. What that taught me was really the distinction between being okay if a baby does come through is different to intentionally wanting to conceive. Yes. And 100%. at that point, I was like, if you we became pregnant, sweet, of course we'd be okay. Yeah. Of course we'd make it like, you know, how could we not? Oh, the little Good man's morning, awake. Bubba. Hey, little man. You just chill there and you let me know when you want to be picked up, all right? Um. <laughs> Totally. So that was really, yeah, that was really key because what we were doing then, I wouldn't consider conscious conception because we hadn't prepared, we no. hadn't, we just kind of like opened up. That, and that, exactly, that would have been we're open to conception, yeah, not we're consciously yeah. conceiving. And my gut was, it's not going to happen. We're still not ready. I didn't know what, yeah. but I was still, even though I was open, and if it happened, I would have been like, yeah. cool, we're on. Yeah, I, I didn't. It didn't feel right. And it's funny you say that because. My desire to have a baby was bigger than me actually dropping into my intuition and feeling into it. And when I did feel into it, it was like a, no, not yet. Mm. It's not ready yet. Mm. He's not ready yet. But when I was sitting in my desire, which is at the time, this is 2018, what I was sitting in most of the time, Mm -hmm. that overrided it. That was like, instead of stopping, I'm like, no, I just still want at least the chance. Mm. Like, like I'm not listening to my intuition. I know it's not yet, but I want it now. Like, it was that sort of thing. And and I think it's also important to note that some spirit babies, they, and when I say spirit baby, I mean, you know how some people can talk to the dead or like, you know, communicate with spirits after they've passed. People and you can develop a connection with your, the spirit of your child before they are incarnated. And um, a great book is, uh, what all spirit babies want their mamas to know by Kate Street. You can get the ebook for that. Or Spirit Babies by Walter. I uh, can't remember his name. If you just Googled the book Spirit Babies and Walter, I'm sure it will come up. Or Spirit Baby Communication, perhaps it is. But anyway, so some spirit babies are just waiting for an opportunity. Like they'll just come in and it's like sneak attack. Surprise, I'm here. Um, Let's do this, right? (laughs) There's no wrong for that to happen. Like if you didn't get a chance to consciously conceive, like Mm. not a problem. Some spirit babies, that's their journey and that's what they want. Other spirit babies really want to be consciously chosen. Rafi, example, exhibit A. He he was like, you got to do two feet in and choose me in this life. Like it's not a, oh, you're kind of here, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. So, so we were open to having a baby and we were making love every month and multiple More than times. Once. <laughs> I was like, you were, you've never been so ravenous. <laughs> and I wasn't falling pregnant. And that was very confusing for me because I thought I'm young, I'm healthy. Well, I thought I was mm. healthy. Um, yeah. What, why am I not falling pregnant? What sent my spidey senses off was we were kind of opening up this unattached loose container but every month you would be like anxiously Short. attached. You should have seen how many tests oh I Oh my take God. She would break them open oh, to look at so the line. Don't. And I just, told you never tell anyone. Oh, that. sorry. <laughs> it's out now. <laughs> Secret's out now. But I was like, this does not look like we've just chill loosely no. opened it. The, there was no chill. There was no <laughs> chill. 
And I was like, I think we need to reel this back in. And after a couple of months I'm, of going no, through that. I'm actually that, really glad we're talking about this because if you were to just look at my Instagram, we didn't share that part of our journey. Yeah. Because when I was in it, there was, it was so much too, shame it was too hectic, yeah. and embarrassment that I didn't share that. Whereas we shared our conscious conception journey because that by that point we had emotionally committed. Mm. And so physically as well. And physically and, and that's everything. what we'll, we'll, we'll dive into. Yes, exactly. In so I think that's just important for us to be sharing. And I'm glad that you guys are, are listening to this because there was time where I felt like I was going crazy. And when I wouldn't fall pregnant each month, I was really fucking sad mm. and really upset and i was so confused and i was like why like what is wrong with my body yeah or yeah, tell yeah. are you infertile should we get you checked like, yeah, yeah. like what is going on here and i didn't realize <laughs> that um i was quite uh nutritionally, nutritionally not depleted on. and i you know like i didn't realize that it's 50 50 for both men and women and so there were things that we could also do for tal as well and I just wanted to share that because I, I guess I'm wanting to share that I do understand that feeling of grief when it's not happening mm. when you thought it would. So even though once we did conscious con- conscious conception and our journey of baby prep, we did conceive the first, mo- first month we actually properly tried. Yeah. I do want to share this part of our journey too yeah. because there were times where, where you really had to hold me through that grief as well because that was more confusing mm. because there was actually the possibility of falling pregnant. Yeah, and that's when like I don't really, you know my foot down or reel it in very often at all but after sort of three months of that no, it was probably five. I, five four yeah it was oh, it wasn't five four we'll yeah. say we'll call it even and say four <laughs> right. um i was like we're raining it in we're closing it up and we're not not doing this yeah so and we we're decided just check yeah, in no, and no more and um, have a look at things no more possible just take that pressure off for a little bit and chill yeah so <coughs> and that's when i uh we went to bali um, that was our last time we kind of like sort of tried, sort of didn't try for a baby. We went to Bali and when uh, we were in Bali, there were some earthquakes. And so I came back from Bali oh, with yeah. quite surprisingly intense, like PTSD, I would say from that. And I was insanely anxious, very stressed. Every time the ground would wobble, even from a car going past, I would, I would, like significantly freak out and like literally run out of the house type of thing. So my body was very stressed. And because of that, that would affect how I was eating. That would affect my sleep. Like everything was completely out. And so I stopped ovulating for a couple of months there. And that was scary to me. Mm. And that was, I think the wake up call that I needed to be like, I need to get my health in order because like, and I didn't even think about it, but like if you're, creating a baby with your genetics and your well-being and your health and you need to nourish a baby with your body like for a lot of women they'll still be able to grow a healthy baby you know but their body will suck it out of them to give it to their baby so i started to learn about the fact that i actually needed to be like my my nutrition cups needed to be overflowing so that the baby and I were healthy mm. when we fell pregnant. And that was probably one of the more difficult conversations yeah, we was, that we've had. we were sitting in a cafe, um, probably December 2018, early 2019. And basically, <laughs> fuck, this is like so heavy for me. Tully basically said to me that he didn't want to have a baby with me because he didn't think Not that, that I didn't want to have a baby my, with you. I said it was we weren't ready to we conceive ready, yet because. But it wasn't that nice. It was. You just took it, obviously, <laughs> really heavily. He said something. Okay, I interpreted whatever he said <laughs> as... Is that better? Yeah, that's better. I interpreted whatever he said as, um, I don't want a baby with you because I don't trust your body to be healthy enough to carry my child. And I like bawled my eyes out in the cafe. That was like the worst. Like you could say bad things to me about anything in my life and I could probably cope. But to say that I wasn't good enough to be a mum because of my health was like a kick to the freaking gut. Mm. Tully didn't know this. And I didn't say it like that. And he that. didn't intend. That's how it was perceived. Yes. That was just how I heard it. And it was really hard because I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to knock you around. I knew. I think that was a bit your intention. You did want to poke me a little bit into some action. I just wanted like that was true for me. Yeah. Like, and we'd agreed, you know, that's what we, we can bring that stuff up. Yeah. And that was, that was true. Yeah. That was actually what I felt. And my gut instinct was like, that is what's blocking it. Um, so that was actually, yeah, super hard, but that was probably that the was catalyst to be point. honest. Yep. So that was the turning point. So that was just after like the PTSD sort of yeah. stuff. And then, 
um, that kicked the guard of like, I actually got to get my shit together. Otherwise, this man won't want my baby type of thing. It was essentially what I was feeling. Did, when did that switch to, oh, I actually do want to and need to be nourished and um, have nothing to do with because Tully wants me to be yeah, healthy? Yeah, so then... Because it's not because I wanted you I, to be healthy. Um, <laughs> okay, fun fact about me, guys. Don't try to control me. It won't happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> I... <laughs> Understatement. I felt like that was being kind of used against me. That if I uh, wasn't healthy, then I wouldn't get a baby. But I also felt like I could use that, I guess, to an extent against Tully. And I know this sounds very unhealthy. It probably was. <laughs> it probably is. I don't know what you're going to say here. And what I thought was, okay, well, when you're ready to have a baby and do baby prep, then I'll get healthy. But I'm not going to get healthy in order for you to commit to have a baby with me. You need to commit to having a baby with me. And then I'll like, then we can spend time. Yeah, doing which I was prep. totally up for. Totally. But at the time, like. Now I know that you're up for that. Oh, didn't at the time. Yeah, So I was thinking like, God, he's going to want me to get all healthy before he even says you have a baby with me. Like, what if this is all for nothing? Because I didn't value health for myself <laughs> at the time. I was like, I'll get healthy, but for a baby. So, <clears throat> so then he was like, cool, I think we're ready. Let's, let's start. Um, it was early in the year and we we're like, okay, April. April is, or May, sorry, March is when we'll start baby prep. So baby prep was going to be our journey of getting our bodies physically, our minds mentally, months. our emotional bodies, our spiritual bodies, our relationship, like everything, getting it ready for conceiving. And we wanted to give ourselves six months for that. Um, we've heard lots of different things. You can give yourself six months. You can give yourself two years. We've got friends that you know did a two-year baby prep journey. Um, we knew that the egg of the woman takes about three to four months to mature and the sperm is about two to three months to mature. So you want to give at least a minimum of that amount of time to your baby prep so that your egg and sperm are healthy to create a baby. So we went and visited my friend Halia, our friend Halia, and she kind of gave us like a rough plan. I'm going to put our details in the description box of this podcast episode. And she basically helped us map out like from more of a health perspective, like, okay, we're going to need to detox and get out like, you know, the crap in our body. We're going to need to nourish our body and really like, you know, do the overflow of, of nourishment. Um, I had been plant-based like vegan for about five or six years. However, in the recent years, I hadn't been doing it properly in the sense of I wasn't going all out making sure I was getting everything I needed nutritionally. I was kind of like, yeah, we can do hot chips vegan rather than <laughs> um, let's actually make really nourishing meals. So I was depleted. And so I actually started eating eggs again. And I also ate very occasionally a little bit of fish. Um, and then I just got real serious about my supplementation. Eggs were a game changer. Eggs were a game changer. They actually um, made my periods very normal and mm. healthy again, like... Um, I'm not going to go into a whole period conversation, mm, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was just really good to know that I was balanced and I wasn't experiencing PMS anymore or mm. cramping anymore because my body was like balanced hormonally. Um, and then went really hard on the supplements as well. So we, we kind of broke up conscious conception and our baby prep into a few stages. So the first stage was that emotional mental preparation, which we've kind of, I guess, just spent the last yeah. bloody hour talking about. Yeah. Not quite. But um so that was very like much more of a spiritual journey for us both, where we were getting ourselves ready for parenthood. Mm. Um, what were our, what were our fears? What did we need to overcome? What did we need to set up to feel good about it? Like all of that sort of stuff. What were our stories and our beliefs around parenthood? Like, did I believe that I could really build a career in motherhood at the same time? Did I believe like because part of me thought also that relationships um, fizzle and die once you become parents and so like I needed to challenge all the stories I ever believed about parenthood and motherhood and redesign it and be like well what do I actually want to choose mm. because I don't have to follow along the path of everyone mm. and I can choose and forge my own and we can choose and forge our own so what do we want to choose and actually we did the work on that properly mm. and then the next phase was kind of like that ceremonial kind of opening the container and calling it all in which we did properly right as we were conceiving so we'll get into that soon and then the next stage was really this health and well-being so it was a detox phase um 
which we'd kind of been like cleansing and intermittent fasting for about seven years on and off. So we had been doing some detoxes and then we tried to do um like a heavy detox. Uh, what was it? Bow Restore. Bow Restore. Oh, Ka- Ka- Caitlin can't really handle stuff that doesn't Tastes taste good. good. <laughs> and so if you guys have tried Bow Restore, you kind of know. I didn't mind it and I actually got a lot out of it, but... Yeah, that was short-lived for Caitlin, that one. (laughs) Like, it's supposed to help with parasites in your gut and stuff like that. um, Yeah, it's supposed to be really, really good. Like, it made me want to throw up every single day and it tasted like mud. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. (laughs) 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 Yes, that one didn't last long. But because we'd been fasting and cleansing over the years, um, I feel like we were naturally, like, just... We we weren't starting from zero, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, we really focused a lot on our health and well-being again. So, we... We stopped alcohol, however, we weren't anal about it. And that, no, no, I think, no. was a really good thing because we didn't want to be stressed about it because <laughs> stress isn't good on the body. So, well, we were baby yeah. prepping and we were very intentional about what we were doing, what we weren't doing, etc. But we weren't anal about it. Like, mm. we still went out to, you know, some live music and we had a glass of wine. Mm. But did we have four glasses of wine? No. Mm. Um, and we would drink lots of water and we would eat really, really healthy. But we would still go and have hot chips here and there. Or, mm. You know, so like we still enjoyed our life because I really feel like that's important. It shouldn't ever feel like, you know, a really hard stress, sacrifice. Stress, stress will override like, everything. Yeah, totally. Like if you're doing all the right things, taking all the right subs, doing all the, but you're stressing about it. Mm-hmm. No bueno. Yeah. So, hey, Bubby. Hey, little man. So, we mostly stopped drinking alcohol. We were eating really well. Changed up our water. Changed our water. So, we stopped having fluoride and chlorine in our water and we got like a really high-end water filter and that was was actually a game changer because that Mm. was hydrating my body. So, if your body isn't hydrated, the blood's not flowing around your body, aka Mm. the blood's not flowing to your womb and isn't able to like re-nourish your womb space, um, which is obviously needs to be prepared for a baby. So, um, we changed up our water and also I just upped my subs. So, I, you know, found a really good B12 spray and I found really good like plant-based omega oils to be taking and stuff that I really should have been doing before but wasn't. All the good fats. So, then there was such a shift, like... I my um mental health improved dramatically. Yeah. Because like, I was definitely going through a patch of maybe this six first months. First couple of months was, of 2019, especially. Yeah, last year 2019, it was real heavy for me. Um, and it wasn't because anything bad was happening in my life. It was literally. We literally like, just got married. Yeah, we literally <laughs> got married, and I went into a depression. And it wasn't because we got married, but it was because my body was just so. Um, nutritionally depleted that mm. I couldn't create any good chemicals in my body. Mm. So. Yeah, we really got my health on track and Tully's health on track. Like we were taking uh, medicinal mushrooms and you were taking uh, lion's mane. Yeah, because I, I was already, enema. I value health probably more yeah, than cat, you could say. Yeah. Uh, so I was already pretty healthy and I just like had fun taking it to the next level Yeah, kind of thing. And it was really nice to enjoy the process and be like, wow, we're actually like... On a team. The it felt egg really and awesome. The, the egg and the sperm that's going to make our future son is literally in our bodies being nourished right mm. now. And so that was cool because what it did is it, is it made having kids go from feeling really far away and I was able to grab that experience and bring it into my body and be like, wow, this is happening now. Starting like now. I'm nourishing my son or my daughter, but we I, knew we're it was, was going to be a boy because of all of our communication with the spirit baby. But we're nourishing our son now Mm. like he's here now we're making parent decisions now we're starting our journey of becoming parents right now and that was like really exciting Mm. and it made it all sink in differently i think yeah big time yeah definitely just um yeah it just means you can start it brings purpose and meaning to the daily the daily stuff yeah especially pick him up yeah rafi's gonna come and join us First time on the mic, little man. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> I agree. Anything else? Anything else, Bubba? Not yet. Maybe later. Maybe later, yeah. He'll have something to say soon, I'm sure. Um, Thanks. Yeah, and, and that that felt like we were really on the same team. That It started to be really yeah. fun then. Super fun. Um, and then we're yeah, also, so was, we were also both... Um, you know, still uh, developing ourselves in more of a spiritual, emotional, mental state towards yeah, parenthood. Yeah, yeah. We were still um, connecting in with the spirit of, of Rafi, like 
um, very regularly together, like we're mm. in our meditations and in the morning mm. and we would be doing lots of visualizations. And so we were kind of being very holistic in our approach. Mm. Um, and like I uh, haven't been known to do much yoga or anything like that, but I was <laughs> starting to stretch my body in the morning, which was yeah. uh, improvement for me. <laughs> yeah, game changer. I was like, wow. She's taking this seriously. Yeah. He's like, what? She's stretching <laughs> her body after she wakes up in the morning. We're on. Yeah. So then, funnily enough, um, I was like, I can't see us conceiving in this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That house was a bit... And yeah. when it comes to living in environments and spaces, <laughs> it's like a big deal for me. Super important for me to be in a space that feels inspiring, but also that actually matches the identity we're trying to create. So the like. The house that we were living in, I was like, I can't see us having a baby mm, here. Like, yeah. it's not a visual thing. So, we have to move. And I think um, part of me was actually really searching for a place that felt more n- nostalgic to my own childhood because I had a really um, good childhood growing up. So, we ended up moving to a beautiful shack out in the forest. Mm. Um, it was just really gorgeous and it was much more of a slower pace for us. And that is a much more grounded, slower pace. It was beautiful. And that's what we were really craving to conceive. So... When well, we thought we were craving that f- to we raise thought a family we were as well. Crave that to raise that a family changed, too. which is a whole separate. Yeah, when I was thirty-five, uh, thirty weeks pregnant, I think thirty yeah. weeks pregnant or something, we were just like, we got to go. It was even early on. I think early on, you just made you mentioned as soon as you voiced it, you were like, I don't know if I can really see the birth happening here. Like, I can't visualize it. And I was like, oh no, oh, fuck, we gotta we're go going to have to move house again. So we moved like twice in, I don't know, six months, like yeah. proper big moves. Yeah. But you got to trust your intuition with that stuff because mm. it's it's important, like really mm. important. And everything in life tells you don't listen to your intuition, be logical. But I am so glad we listened. Mm. So glad. So anyway, wind back to yeah. the <laughs> month that we we're going to conceive. So the month we we're going to conceive. Oh, in fact, one, one thing yeah. that in, on the practical side of things was yeah you knew um you know motherhood and business and all of that but you didn't know when that was going to kick in you didn't know you thought you might just want to be full-time mum and nothing else initially and so a big shift we went from like both producing an income to really you stopped working for most of 2019 i I had fears around and this is something that we really had to work through as well i had fears around Tully's ability to be able to provide for us both because we were doing two incomes, right? Like mm. we were both working. Both um, self-employed. So f- both self-employed online. and enjoying our time. And so in my ideal idea of motherhood, I was like um, I'd work when I wanted to work, not because I had to work. Yeah. And um, also that um, – God, my brain is – Baby Ray, give the right mic now. to Rafi. Maybe he's got Do something to say. It was not only that Tully could provide, but also like, because I really wanted to be able to take pregnancy very slow. That was most important to me. I knew that I'd be able to work with a baby and I would, um, not initially, but like, yeah. you know, as Rafi You wanted to older, have the choice to not. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I wanted to know that we'd, we'd, we'd be we'd sweet. Be and yeah. so we actually had to process a lot of that because at the time we were relying on two incomes. Mm. And so it took a massive leap of trust and faith for me to stop and be like, okay, I'm stopping. Like Mm. I'm actually stopping and I need to stand in that as like, this is what we're doing. Mm. And once we committed to doing that, like you, like I've never seen a man step up so quickly with, with financial. And it's, yeah. Cause it was two things. It was like, it meant a lifestyle change. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, our lifestyle was pretty cruisy. Yeah. Yeah. And you had like, I had a lot of spare time for relationship, for doing stuff for everything. And so, for me to make that shift meant I was going to be working more. So we had to work through that because it meant our mm-hmm. lifestyle changed. Totally. As well. So navigating that. And too. then also like my ability to slow down and not work and like combating the guilt associated with that. Yeah, and yeah, also, like, yeah. That was big. I should be providing. Like, yeah. I'm a woman. I'm, I can do things in the world. I know that I can provide. I know that I can make money and I know that I can work and like I'm I'm in such a privileged position to be able to do this and then to choose not to mm. was really weird but we did it because I knew to me what was most important was to be able to give all my time and energy to growing a healthy baby so yeah. the month that we uh we moved into the shack and then the following month we conceived yeah. so wh- one thing that I think is important to share is that the change from 2018 where we weren't conceiving to 2019 where we did first shot 
was instead of being like, when do we want to conceive and trying to make a baby based on our plan, we actually got quiet. We felt into our heart. We listened. When does baby want to be conceived Mm. rather than when do we want to conceive baby? And it came through and it was September or August, September. And yeah, I think was, we said September, didn't we? Initially, we said September because it came through as August, September, and then you were feeling more comfortable with September. Mm. And it was kind of like as if there was this period of time where it would have been okay to yeah. conceive. And so we just listened to that. And so instead of trying to force it on our schedule, we really just like opened up to our guidance and our intuition of when does this baby mm. want to come through? And let's stop cock blocking it. If it wants to come through now, Such great. Such a but game if changer. Six months away, then great. And we'll just listen. And it was a real game changer because before, you know how you said um, in 2018, you had that urge and yes. you were just letting that urge dominate. Oh, that desire. That flipped, that desire. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So that desire was still kind of there a little bit because we were just so connected in with what we knew was true for mm-hmm. us and baby, yeah. then... We, we, we operated with that plan. And I felt like I wasn't missing a baby anymore. Yeah, yeah, Instead yeah. of missing a baby, I felt like the conversation of a baby and the preparation for a baby was so present in my life mm. that it didn't feel like it was missing anymore. So that charge and that yearning and that desire dissolved. And so it was like, yes, I wanted a baby and I'd be happy to be pregnant. But there was no rush anymore. Mm. It was like, yeah, when, when, when our baby is ready, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. And that was such a significant, we're profound... We're actually unattached. Yeah, for the Rather first time. Rather than in 2018, we're like, yeah, we're unattached. <laughs> so unattached. Then next minute, breaking pregnancy tests open. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so unattached. I'm so embarrassed by this. You have no idea. I feel like I'm going bright red. Oh, no. I would like hold them up to the light. Like, I'm was, sure some of you have been there. I'm it, sure. was, it was. It was real. I was like, hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, for the first time we're unattached. So what we did is we spent a month really being so present with each other. Yeah, that was epic. We had beautiful music playing every day. We, I would paint and I would draw Mm. and I would read and I would learn and I would, we would sleep in and we would make love. So often we weren't just making love during this fertile window, window of creating baby, but we were making love. Oh, Bobby, are you okay? You are, right, little man. You want some milk? Hold this. Yeah. Yeah. So we were actually um, unattached and joyful, like excited, intentional, but unattached, and we yeah. felt like, yeah, we found that that so happy medium. You know how, like, um, if if couples are struggling to get pregnant and everyone's like just relax like it'll happen when you least expect it and it's like the most annoying thing to ever hear in your life um like there is an element of truth in the sense of well there's a huge element of truth to that yeah but like it sucks to hear yes yeah, <laughs> like really suck. i know it sucks to hear yeah. but it's definitely like an element of and, and I guess we've spoken about i guess how to dissolve that charge mm. as well to an extent so mm. when we were unattached it created freedom in my energetic body and tellies for baby to come through yeah. instead of this restriction of feeling. Yeah. So we spent, you know, like it's one of the most beautiful memories I have is that month of us just really slowing down. We would make love often. We were so connected and playful and just having the best time. Mm. Um, we were out in nature a lot. We were feet on the earth, like really connected in, taking the supplements, doing all the things. Yeah. Drinking lots of water. And then when we were in the fertile window, um, because I bought the maybe baby ovulation test. Like I could actually feel when I ovulate. Uh, I could feel the egg release. I I knew all my symptoms of of being fertile. But a part of me wanted to um, just know for sure Mm. that we were on. So I bought the maybe baby. And it was kind of fun. Like even the energy between that and before when you were looking at tests and, and things. Like you were doing that and it was fun. You were like looking at the little fern things. And yeah. So the, the maybe baby is like you, it's like a saliva test and, and if the saliva um, dries into little ferns in the magnifying glass if you're fertile and little pebbles if you're not. So I'd, I got it like just from the local chemist and it was so much fun to, to <laughs> test each day and be like, oh my God, look, I can, you we're know, on. it's aligning with what I thought mm. and my intuition. So um, we were using that. And so when I got into my fertile window, um, we really, we had, 
our love making changed and it became from this really fun playful love making to a bit more ceremonial mm. you know we would we would light candles and we'd set intention mm. before we set made love up. and the night well, there's there's two nights where we could have conceived but i i know the night we ovulated which means that's the night we conceived you know anyway um <laughs> so we we just uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into all the details. I, I want to because I'm such an open book, but I also feel like it's quite nice to keep a bit of that yeah. secret for ourselves. But essentially, we we made love and it was like, that was it. Like, we yeah, just yeah, made a baby. Yeah. Like, wow. Um, and we'd done some eye gazing and, and that sort of thing and, and made sure that we were really connected and um, it was all very special to us. And then there was this waiting game of like, well, well, did we conceive, right? Like that two week wait mm. then happens. And, and there's this anticipation of like, is it going to be more disappointing if we didn't conceive because we actually did try like really intentionally. Yeah. That month. still always comes up yeah, a little bit, a bit of that fear yeah. and nervousness. Um, and then I thought, you know what? Like <laughs> I'll just like, I almost, put myself into a bit of denial like i'm probably not because in the past i'd symptom checked right like the second i can uh we tried you know i would be like okay is are my boobs getting sore do i feel nauseous <coughs> am i getting tired like what are mm. all the symptoms of pregnancy and do i have them this is hard while yeah, breastfeeding. And i know Sorry, maybe guys. maybe let me talk right, go for a for bit it, babe. and and maybe i think maybe rafi's coming in to slowly wrap wrap things up here because we're getting towards yeah, the end anyway this for a sec. yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going, and Rafi's gonna have some food. Um, yeah, and so that then that led to the the little waiting game, and and then sure enough, um, when we when we finally did check, um, we were on. Um, so it's got to come back. Um, we have can't help yourself. We have a YouTube video of yeah. us actually finding out and taking the test live, and we filmed it all, and it's up on YouTube. Um, under Caitlin Howitt yeah. is my YouTube channel. And this is um, where these podcasts might go. We haven't decided yeah, yet. Yeah, we don't know where these podcasts are going to go, the video version. But um, yeah, so go watch that because that was a really special moment. Mm. And we, I'd convinced myself we weren't pregnant. Um, I started getting period symptoms about you two days before shook. and I was like convinced my period was coming. Um, and then, yeah, literally like that morning, Tully had this weird ass deja vu. And yeah, I knew we were on. Oh, Bobby. All right, I think yeah. we're wrapping up. Yeah, aren't we? we're wrapping up. Hey, and something good I just I just um want a present. Oh, a little burp. Um is there's there's the prep, there's getting your story story on board, there's getting your state, your body ready, your body prepared. Then there's also an element of grace. Like there's also an element of um I don't call it luck but but grace with this because I know people that are doing the baby prep and then and still not conceiving so it's there's not like there's anything i just really want to presence that there's not there's anything wrong with you mm. if if this is a difficult journey like yeah. we i feel very blessed very grateful that it was such a, a smooth uh-huh. process for us because it's not that for yeah. for other people and that's i think was one of the most why i got super emotional was i was just so so grateful um that we got to experience it the way we did. Um, and I just felt like it was really important to presence that. So if you're listening to this and the journey is different, that like n- never make yourself or your body wrong for, yeah. for anything that is that is happening because yeah. there is, yeah, stuff that's outside, anything that uh-huh. we can quote unquote control or, or be aware of. And which is actually a really good segue into, um, I have three specific um, like fertility experts that could either help with a conscious conception baby prep plan or even help with fertility issues if there are any in a natural way um so if you kind of are interested in learning more about that um there's Halia who um she helped us a lot and so i'll pop her instagram below in the description uh, also a lady called Casey Hone who lives over in Melbourne. She's a Chinese acupuncturist and fertility expert. And then also there's a guy. Um, Jeremy Princey. Yeah. In Bunbury who's, um, yeah, gut health. Um, yeah, he's really, really switched on and um, really, really, really passionate about helping people um, 
yeah, with this as well. So we'll we'll and put all their dates in the in the really show notes. Really important note is like you know fertility is fifty fifty, and yeah, and for both people to be on board is really important. Like it's definitely not just a woman's job, and we really enjoyed the journey of both being getting ready and getting excited mm. and getting our bodies and minds and spirit ready for this. Um, and I really believe that it was a huge part in why our pregnancy. Yeah, was yeah. really easeful and, and that's like another yeah. podcast in itself and i think that's why our birth actually was so beautiful and powerful powerful and um magic yeah. and why so far our postpartum and early parenthood days have actually been really manageable as well yeah but they're all other podcasts so guys thank you for listening to our yeah. podcast yeah welcome thank you <laughs> rafi's like come on mom and dad i want yeah. you to play with we've me we've got now. a 50 so, minute limit <laughs> yeah but he slept most of that time we're so Good job, buddy. Good job, little man. Um, so, but yeah, we'll we don't even know how we're going to launch this. Whether we'll record a few and then do a launch or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, but we just want to have fun. So thank you guys for coming to listen. Yeah, thanks, and thanks guys, all you um, guys that were watching. I'm sure these will evolve. Sorry, we kind of ignored ignored the, ignored the people the watching. Videos, we kind of just got <laughs> in it ourselves. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to having more conversations. Uh, yeah. There's space to do Q and A's. We just want to talk about stuff we enjoy, um, and go from there. Yeah. We'll see. We don't have a clear business structured plan for no, this podcast this at all. Glowing. So um, yeah. yeah, big love, guys, and so uh, we'll see you on the other side. Have a beautiful rest of your day. We'll see you later.